0: Mike Tallman says his improving Steelers are building towards something special. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Much maligned offensive coordinator Matt Canada just called the best game of his Steelers career. Shaky starting QB Kenny Pickett settled down and directed a picture-perfect touchdown drive that could serve as a blueprint for many scores to come. The defense swarmed, stuffing gaps, picking off passes, and swamping the opposing QB. Even Pittsburgh's linebacker-sized punter is finally kicking the football with strength, savvy, and skill. All this as the 2023 Steelers backed by a frenzied black-and-gold crowd that traveled cross-country to overtake Vegas, baby, played its best game of the young season, besting the Raiders 23-18 Sunday night. That was the good news. The even better news is Steelers coach Mike Tallman told the assembled press on Tuesday that rejoicing Steelers nation ain't seen nothing yet. While acknowledging the the across-the-board improvements on display in Vegas, Tomlin doubled down, saying his still-developing team is in the process of building towards something far, far better, only to be revealed as the young season unfolds. Quote, I just feel like we're getting better in all areas, Tomlin said. That's a reasonable expectation and mindset to have this time of year. Our business is to win games, no doubt. But in the pursuit of those victories, you've got to build, unquote. Just don't call it mojo. Tomlin told the media he simply used that term last week amid all the Pittsburgh panic over the shaky Steelers' offense during those first two games. In short, Tomlin said he through the clamoring, chattering class of bone to quiet all the noise. But it's not something ephemeral and elusive like mojo that these Steelers are chasing. Quote, the guys that know me knows there's nothing mystical about performance. We work, we improve, and then we go play, Tomlin said. Instead, from top to bottom, The Steelers are putting in the difficult, painstaking work of improving. Starts with the coach himself and, of course, his coordinators, the much-criticized Canada chief among them. Quote, sometimes getting better is just the coach component of it. Putting plans together, presenting those plans with greater clarity, having more depth to those plans in terms of concepts feeding off one another, and then sometimes it's the play component, Tomlin said. For Canada, the offensive improvement on display in Vegas came just in the nick of time. A week after a restless contingent at Acrashore Stadium chanted loudly for his firing, the coordinator called a six play, 81 yard drive. Cat by a 13-yard TD toss to tight end Pat Friermuth. After a Steelers attack that resembled a surreal, distorted, disturbing Hieronymus Bosch painting those first two weeks, this was a thing of beauty, and it just might be a blueprint for even better things to come. Said Pickett, who was six of 28 for 235 yards, And two touchdowns on the night. Quote, you saw a lot of different things on that drive. A play action strike to George Pickens, Pat over the middle, Pat off the bootleg, some scramble stuff. There was a lot of different things on that drive that were really positive, unquote. How positive? Well, all those Pittsburghers with pitchforks have quieted their calls. Canada's head on a spike. Instead, still city's pigskin pundits are now handing out plaudits to the much criticized coordinator. Here's Mark Caboli writing for The Athletic and letting Canada off the hook. Quote Canada came out in front of a national television audience and pulled off his most complete performance in three years. Regarding the scheme and especially the play calls, Canada was at his best. Maybe it was the jury. Maybe Canada got some help in scheming things up. This is stuff we'll never be privy to, but something was different. It looked like, at times, the 2016 Pitt Panthers version of Matt Canada, unquote. Three games in, Pickett, Canada, and the Steelers now own the two longest pass plays in the entire league thus far. That's Sunday night's 72-yard touchdown strike to receiver Calvin Austin III, and last week's 71-yarder to Pickens versus the Browns. Best of all, Pickett didn't toss a pick for the first time this season. Quote, it was awesome to go out there and show what we can do. The visibly relieved Steelers quarterback said. Meanwhile, the defense stood up better against the Raiders' running attack, although Devontae Adams sure had his way in the secondary. Uh, But along the way, these Steelers have amassed a league high 13 sacks and four interceptions. Not bad. Now it's on to a seemingly winnable contest in Houston versus the Texans. But if you believe Tomlin's anti mojo, Nose to the grindstone message, the Steelers will take nothing for granted. This team is a work in progress, emphasis on work. Quote, I just want to be really clear about everyone is still very much in development, as are we. And I just saw some signs there to build upon in the midst of earning a victory, Tom said. Building while winning. Is Tomlin's roadmap for a very special Steelers destination this season? Fans should sit back and enjoy the ride. We have much more on the surging Steelers, plus a progress check on their top rookies, all in this Victory Lap Edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure and check out my full print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. As always, it will be packed with plenty of memes, bringing all the latest, greatest Steelers debates to life and to laughs. Right now, let's get right to it. Those improving Steelers will have a little less time to work this week. That's because of a major travel snafu on the return trip from Vegas that saw the team plane-diverted to Kansas City, where the Steelers suffered a lengthy layover. Here's Ray Filippaldo with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette giving us all the fallout from this Steelers flight from hell. He writes, quote, the Steelers are not technically playing on a short week against the Texans, but Mike Tomlin is keeping them on a short week schedule. After the Steelers were stuck in Kansas City for half the day on Monday, Tomlin's approaching the week as if the Steelers played on Monday night rather than on Sunday night. When they return to work Wednesday, they'll watch the video of their game against the Raiders with their coaches before they begin their typical game week routine of preparing for the Texans. In essence, the Steelers are cramming Monday and Wednesday work into one day because of the travel Sanathu following the Raiders game, when their charter plane ran into mechanical issues and had to make an emergency landing. The Steelers will practice later in the day on Wednesday then get into a more typical game week Thursday and Friday before departing for Houston on Saturday. Steelers used an identical schedule last week when they were coming off their victory against the Browns on Monday Night Football. Quote, we're going to make it a non-issue, to be honest with you, Tomlin said. I don't want it to be an excuse. Unquote. Steelers play the Texans in Houston for the first time since the 2017 season. They are 5-2 all-time against the Texans and 2-1 and in games played in Houston. The only time the Steelers lost to the Texans in Houston was in 2011, unquote. Good stuff on that flight from hell, but how Tallman is going to try to normalize the situation heading into this game with the Texans. And about those Texans, well, their rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud sure isn't playing like one, is he? In fact, some national NFL pundits say Stroud is already ahead of some of the second-year QBs, including Kenny Pickett. Well, we'll see about that. But Stroud certainly is head and shoulders above the rest of his 2023 QB class. Here's Adam Bittner with the Post-Gazette giving us some things to watch with those surprisingly solid Texans. Bittner writes, quote, The rookie QB from Ohio State had just about all of the statistical success you could ask for in his first three NFL games. He's averaging just over 300 yards per game, and his total of 906 yards ranks fourth in the NFL. He's completing a healthy 64.5% of his passes, and averaging 7.5 yards per attempt. He has four touchdowns and no interceptions, good for a passer rating of 98%. That ranks 11th league wide. The only glaring issue in that statistical profile, he's taken 11 sacks so far. But if that's the worst you can say about a rookie, then he's generally doing a pretty good job. He was especially effective Sunday, averaging 9.3 yards per attempt while taking zero sacks in a surprising win against division rival Jacksonville. Now it's important that the Steelers use that dangerous pass rush of theirs to speed up the game for this rookie. If they can't, he has the tools to make things happen downfield, unquote. Great stuff from Bittner on C.J. Stroud, the surprising CJ Stroud. And what about what happens downfield when Stroud gets the time to go there? Well, Bittner tells us that the tandem catching passes from CJ are the real deal as well. He writes this quote: third-year receiver Nico Collins and rookie tank. Dell, a product of the nearby University of Houston, have been the playmakers Stroud needed to start so quickly. Collins is averaging 17.3 yards on his 15 receptions and Dell is averaging 16.7 yards and has added two touchdowns. Between them, they've already totaled more than 500 yards through the air with 179 of them coming through the air. In other words, the uh, catch and runs, uh, the difference there. To put those numbers in context, the Steelers' top combo of George Pickens and Calvin Austin III have 357 combined yards through three games. And that's with the benefit of two 70-plus-yard touchdowns. So this Texas duo is cooking, and it's one that needs to be taken seriously. The good news for the Steelers is that the targets beyond these two are somewhat limited. If the Steelers can take one of the top targets away, the rest of this passing game looks to be one that can be contained. Unquote. There's Bittner breaking down the most dangerous part of this offense: That's C.J. Stroud and his top two receivers. But again, they're susceptible to pass pressure and sacks. That is Steelers' strength. We like to see that. And what about other, the Steelers' reinforcements that we were supposed to see? I'm talking about those two top-drafted, highly-touted Steelers rookies. When will tackle Broderick Jones and quarterback Joey Porter Jr. get significant playing time? The question all of Pittsburgh is asking, and Mike DeFabo with The Athletic, gives us some well-informed updates. DeFabo writes, quote, rather than a trial by fire for Broderick Jones, the Steelers instead stuck with incumbent Dan Moore Jr. to handle some otherworldly pass rushers that were early in the Steelers' schedule. Now that they are through that test, perhaps it's time to move on to the rookie. Well, maybe not. The Steelers did more than just survive the three-week stretch against top edge rushers. In a lot of ways, they shut them down. The Niners' Nick Bosa, the Browns' Miles Garrett, and the Raiders' Max Crosby, who combined for 47 sacks last season, took down Kenny Pickett just once. Even that single sack from Crosby came from the other side against right tackle Chukwuma Okafor. Moore, who is largely responsible for slowing that potent trio, has allowed just one sack through the first three games. This week, when the Steelers travel to Houston, the task figures to get significantly easier. Houston has only registered four sacks all season long, And before the season began, this looked like an opportune time to pivot to the rookie. However, after the way Moore has played, it may be difficult to pry him from the starting lineup. So unless something changes at practice this week, it seems Jones will continue to wait his turn. Unquote. And of course, we know that the waiting is the hardest part. Isn't that right, Roderick? What about JPJ? What's Porter Jr.'s playing time prospects? Well, DeFabio tells us this. quote: When the Steelers drafted Porter Jr., defensive coordinator Terrell Austin made it clear that this was not going to be a redshirt season for the 32nd overall pick. Porter's usage has steadily increased each week. After playing just seven defensive snaps in week one against the Niners, he played 16 snaps week two and 24 snaps in week three. However, this says more about the style of the defense the Steelers have played more than anything else. Porter is almost exclusively playing in the dime when Patrick Peterson bumps to the slot. Now the question becomes should the Steelers play? Quarter beyond just this one package. Sunday's game provided fodder for both sides of the argument. On one hand, Peterson reeled in his first interception as a Steeler, and Levi Wallace picked off two passes. On the other hand, they had absolutely no answer for Devontae Adams. Six time Pro Bowler torched the Steelers' secondary to the tune of 13 receptions for 172 yards and two touchdowns. Overall, Porter has been on the field for 45 coverage snaps and has been targeted five times, according to Pro Football Focus. And the catch by Adams was the one reception and the one rep he didn't win. Porter has almost exclusively practiced at left cornerback throughout training camp and during the first few weeks. Now that's Peterson's position, and it just might be too difficult for the Steelers to take a likely future Hall of Famer cornerback off the field, meaning Porter Jr., along with Broderick Jones, continue to wait. And there you have it. The rookies are biding their time, and the Steelers have little time to work this week before they travel to face the Texans. The goal is to keep winning while continuing to improve. It's a work in progress in Pittsburgh, and it will keep unfolding each and every week. And we'll cover it all right here each and every week. In fact, the Steelers Update podcast is fresh every Wednesday afternoon. Sign up wherever you get your favorite audio so you get it automatically with some steaming hot, fresh takes based on the latest, greatest Steelers debates. From that 412 area code. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real time Steelers news. Go Steelers, beat those Texans, and Steelers Nation, we expect to see you loud, proud, and in numbers down in Houston, just as you were in Vegas. What a sight for people! Can't wait to see it and can't wait to talk about it with you next week.